Hello, Syngap land. My name is Michael Grawley. This is episode 77 of Syngap 10, your 10-minute weekly briefing of you know about Syngap 1. Today's Tuesday, October 4th, and I normally do these every week. So where was I last week? Well, I was in Boston. Thursday, I got up, got on a plane, flew all the way to Boston, had dinner with practice. Friday, got up, had, bre- had lunch with breakfast, whatever, with Stoke. Went over, hung out with Beacon. Got on a, well, got on a car, I think, went over to Harvard, saw Dr. Pradori and Dr. Wiltrat about our meeting in December, saw another company and, and scientist who you know, I'll tell you guys a lot later. And then I went to dinner at the 2022 Precision Neuroscience Summit. What's that, you ask? I had no idea, but somebody invited me and said, you should come, Mike. And I said, so I came because that's what I do. I show up for our kids. And I had this incredible dinner with these brilliant people. This company called General Catalyst put this thing on. I went to bed, woke up, went to a full day of meetings courtesy of General Catalyst. What an amazing company. What an amazing summit. So grateful. Got on a plane, flew home to my beautiful wife, who very kindly let me go to this meeting and taking care of our kids. And then Sunday, we, we ran home with the kids. It was amazing. And um, I have so much to tell you about that meeting and about my visits and about what was going on. So that was cool. There's a link in the show notes about the meeting. Um, check it out. There's LinkedIn. There's already a Forbes article about it. So that's worth reading. But th- before I tell you more about companies and, and what I learned, I want to remind you that today we put out a press release for a grant to Professor Jeff Collar about his mRNA work on SYNCAP1. Um, TLDR on Professor Collar. One, he is a Bloomberg Distinguished Professor at Johns Hopkins. That is a that is like the, the top dogs at Hopkins. And that's going to ring a bell because Professor Huguenier, who we all know and admire in the SYNGAP community, is also a Bloomberg Distinguished Professor. So we have two Bloomberg Distinguished Professors working on SYNGAP1 at Hopkins. Cha-ching, number one. Number two, Professor Collar has, there's multiple ways you can manipulate mRNA. It's like kind of like ASOs. There's a lot of different things you can do. Two of Professor Collar's technologies have already been licensed to a company called Tevert, who I'll talk about in a second. But he called us up. He said, hey, I got another one. And I want to test it on Syngap. And we were like, all day long, please take our money, do this work, take this grant, let's do it. Why did we do that? Because Professor Collar's already got a close relationship with Tevert. And if he can prove that that technology works in Syngap 1, the question of where does it go from here? Who's going to commercialize this? That, that question goes away. It goes. It probably goes to Tevert, who I'll tell you about in a second. And that's super exciting because, you know, yes, we like science and we should cure Syngap 1 in a lot of mice. But what we're really here for is to cure Syngap 1 in humans. So we're excited that Professor Collar has a, has a path that if we can prove concept with this grant that we announced today, the next step will be to work with Tevert to get it proven and get it into humans. So really exciting, really good day to be Syngap families. Let's let's talk about companies for a second. I want to remind you about all the companies that, that are working on Syngap 1, some of which we've engaged, some of which got there by themselves. But hopefully SRF is working to catalyze these companies and help them work together. So Stoke Therapeutics, who is already working on Dravet, announced they're working on Syngap 1 in January of this year. And they will give us a more formal update early next year. Amazing company, really good people. Praxis Medicine, same answer. They announced in February, I believe it was, that they're working on Syngap 1. They've got tech out of Steve Fatru's lab. They're doing a lot with SCN2A. They are huge supporters of Citizen. We've talked about them before. Praxis and Stoke are the two companies who we know are cranking on ASOs, right? On top of that, we are working with Rarebase on small molecule repurposing. More to come on that. I mentioned Beacon Biosignals. Was the, was the company that invited me to Boston. I'm going to come back to Beacon, but they're important, and I, th- I think we're going to be working with them a lot. The Jackson Labs is a, is a company who makes mice for everybody. The reason I mention them is to remind you of two things. A, we are still fundraising to support those two mice because one of our researchers asked for specific patient-derived cell lines. I've talked about this before. And what we found out this week is that one of those, cell, one of those lines of mice 
modeled on a on, modeled on a real human, um, has had pups. So now we can go in and we can they they I think they cut off the tail and then they sequence that and then they, or the, just the end of the tail. It's not, it's not a big deal. And they figure out if that mutation is held. And now we have a viable model and we can breed them and do science experiments on them. Yay! And then back to Stoke and Praxis working on ASOs. If you watched Professor Ben Prosser's webinar last week on Thursday, you will have learned that Ionis is also working with Professor Prosser on ASOs for STXBP1 and Syngap1. And that is, unsurprisingly, given that Ben Prosser is so talented, um, a simply exceptional webinar. And you have to watch this webinar. You have to watch this webinar. It's webinar 63. It's on our site right now. Go check it out. It's on YouTube. And Ben talked so beautifully about why he works on Syngap1 and STXBP1 and the progress he's making and his partnership with Ionis. So amazing. We're so grateful for the team at Penn with, with Prosser and Heller and Helbig and all the people. And also Ben gave a shout out to our MDBR team. And I'm going to give a shout out to Aaron Harding, who direct, who is responsible for all that. And, and Ben showed this great picture of our SRF team at MDBR. And if you're if you want to do something fun, Next year, you know, the invitation's open. Go have, um, go raise some money at MDBR at UPenn. And then looks like there's a party in Ben's backyard after that. So, so grateful for Ben. And the last company I'll put on that list for people who've publicly mentioned Syngap1 is Tevered, Tevered Biosciences. This is the company that um, Professor Collar works with. What's cool about Tevered is that Tevered is Dravet spelled backwards. And the CEO of, and founder of Tevered is a gentleman named Daniel Fisher, who is a brilliant and wonderful man who um, is one of my heroes. And Daniel, Daniel's daughter has Dravet, unfortunately. And Daniel's like, we got to cure Dravet. We got to get on this. So he created a company and he's, and he's doing some really high science. And it's, it's a very cool company. And I, you know, every time I see him, I'm like, Daniel, when are you going to work on Syngap One? He's like, we're getting there. And, and so i um, really excited for that company and hope that Jeff Collar's technology proves to be effective in our kids and that we can help him show that and that he, in partnership with Daniel Fisher, can help bring another therapy to market for our kids. Because one's not going to do the trick, guys. We want multiple companies. We want small molecules. We need it all to, uh, so that our kids have options for therapies that um, go to the root cause and, and reduce this terrible disease in our loved ones. I don't want to go there. I, I want this to be a message of hope. There are so many companies working on Syngap1 in one way or another that I actually had to make a list. How cool is that? And let's talk about how many patients they can help. We know we have found 1,135. We update this number every quarter. We just updated this number on October 1st, uh, which is three days ago. So the latest number is 1,135. Someone says, how many Syngapians are there on earth? 1,135. But this number is low and it's low for at least two reasons. Number one, of those 1,135, 300 and something, I don't even remember, are in the US. I was looking at claims data with another company, another thing, I'm not even gonna tell you about it, but we typed our ICD-10 code, which is this code that SRF uh, helped secure last year, into this claims database and said, how many people have filed a claim in America with this code? How many unique patients are there out there? And according to that claims database, the answer was in the high 400s. So there's a gap of 100 there, right? Just, just people out there using the code, we know there's at least another 100. And that assumes that all our 300 are counted and who knows if they are. But the point is, there's a lot more Syngapians out there than we know and we already know about 1,135. And the other thing I want to point out about this number is this number goes up every quarter. Sometimes it goes up by 70, sometimes it goes up by 40 or 50 or whatever. This, this quarter, it only went up by 37. Does that mean that we found them all? Absolutely not. What it means, my cuckoo clock's going off. What it means is that um, I think with the pandemic, 
less people are getting diagnosed, right? Because if you think about it, how hard it was to get in with a doctor, and, and then if you think about how hard it is to go through genetic testing, my hypothesis is that what we're seeing now is the lag that came from the pandemic. So that number, 1,135, is like not even a floor. It's like a basement for how many Syngapians are out there. And I think there's, there's many more who've already been diagnosed and thousands more who we need to diagnose. And how are we gonna do that? We're gonna raise awareness and we're gonna talk to doctors and we're gonna make sure every kid gets tested. And this is when I do my, what feels like weekly praise of Vicky Arteaga, but she just keeps doing amazing stuff. So uh, in the show notes, links on Twitter and LinkedIn about a dinner Vicky hosted on the sideline of this meeting in Colombia. She went to them, she said, I wanna have a, a, a Syngap meeting. They're like, no, 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 no patient groups at our meeting. She said, fine. And she booked a restaurant, hosted a dinner, and had some neurologists that she works with closely talked to, 41 neurologists that she invited. And so 41 Latin American neurologists had a lovely dinner with Vicky and got to learn all about Syngap. That's how it's done, Vicky. You are leading the charge, and I'm so grateful that you are in our ranks. Thank you, Vicky. And, you know, events are how it happens, folks. And I just want to remind everybody, we've got a bunch of events coming up. I'm going to talk really fast. It gets under 10 minutes. We have in one week, yes, in one week in Jersey, we have the Epic Gala, the Karen Lieb Gala, and we have um, the Scramble in South Carolina on October 8th. Congratulations to Julie Miles for the uh, TV interview she did about her scramble. I'm excited for that. In three weeks, we're going to have the UFD Cure Cannonball. In six weeks, we're going to have the event in Georgia that I'll be speaking at, um, courtesy of... Suzanne, can't wait for that event. It's going to be amazing. And then on December 1st, every single family should come. December 1st, we're going to have a science and medicine meeting. And on December 2nd, we're going to have a family meeting right before AAS. It's going to be amazing. Join us. There's so much happening. There's so much reason for hope. Let's connect. Let's support each other. Let's, let's work together to help our loved ones with this terrible disease. Thanks for listening.